Imagine you're a young college hopeful who has worked hard their entire life, making good grades, doing extracurricular activities, maybe even working a part-time job. Anything that will help beef up your resume enough to get into an Ivy League level school. You've done everything right, you've worked really hard, and then on selection day, you are denied. Only to find out a few months later that you were denied because the child of a rich philanthropist, rich business person, or rich celebrity got your spot for the simple reason that their parents bought their way into college. Well, that's what happened to hundreds of students not long ago, and that's what we're going to dive into today. It's the Celebrity College Scam on Thought Crime. Morning, everybody. It's Varsity Blues on White Collar Crime Wednesday. Roll! <laughs> No, 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 no. Not that one. That one. Stand. Behind me is the front door of the Roy Ball building where she is expected to finish signing all the paperwork and uh, meet the requirements of her $1 million bail. It is highly unlikely she'll walk out this front door. She came in through a side entrance, but all the media is waiting for her here. It should happen in about anywhere from an hour to an hour and a half. She was very quiet, uh, answered all the questions that were asked of her today in a very brief court appearance. Today, actress Lori Loughlin was taken into the federal courthouse through a secured area where all cameras are banned. Her bail was set at $1 million and she was allowed to keep her passport to travel to British Columbia to complete the movie contract she has until the end of the year. To say about the she and her husband, fashion designer Massimo Giannulli, who was seen here leaving court yesterday, are accused of mail fraud participating in what the government calls an extensive, audacious scheme to get their two daughters enrolled into USC by using bribe money and false information. I have a confession. Miss Lachlan gained fame on the sitcom Full House. According to court documents, she and her husband were able to get their two daughters into USC by paying $400,000 to a man named William Singer, who has already pleaded guilty to the scheme and admitted he is the mastermind in all this. Hey, everyone. White Collar Crime Wednesday. Let's get into Varsity Blues, or as it's better known, the world's largest college admission scandal ever. Let's jump right into it. The mastermind behind the Varsity Blues scandal, or Operation Varsity Blues, as it was called by the FBI, that, the FBI agents that investigated it, was William Rick Singer. He's a 58-year-old gentleman from Lincolnwood, Illinois, which is a suburb of Chicago. Uh, not a whole lot on his growing up, but he grew up in an average working-class family, as one usually does in the 60s and 70s in uh, suburban Chicago. Uh, he wasn't known as a great student himself, which makes it kind of ironic that he would get into this sort of scandal. But he was a really great athlete. He was a double athlete for his high school in both baseball and basketball. Uh, wanted to be his dream in his college yearbooks was to be a high school or college athletic coach. But he's best known around his high school as the kid with the big personality. He got into a lot of trouble. But he also had that type of personality that 
you know, that kid that it's always in trouble, always doing something wrong, but has such a likable personality that they never really get in trouble. He was that kid. And he would often go and sit around the principal's office just to say he was going to say hi. And then eventually the principal would realize that he was there to head off an accusation that was coming. So he just had that kind of personality. He used his personality and his gift of gab to get out of certain situations. And as we will see, that became a pattern in his later life. He eventually left Illinois for Texas. He attended two Texas colleges, Our Lady of the Lake and Trinity College, both Catholic universities, where he uh, excelled as a student athlete playing baseball and basketball, uh, got a double degree in phys ed and English, and did eventually achieve his dream of becoming a high school coach in basketball there in Texas and sometime, and in a few schools in Northern California. But he lost those in short order because of his attitude. He had an attitude of, I have to win at all costs. And he parlayed that into a lot of screaming at the high school athletes, screaming at referees and umpires, uh, doing the whole temper tantrum along the sideline, throwing the chairs, you know, the stuff that, you know, very few college coaches get away with, you know, only the best. Well, he thought he could, and he couldn't. Parents started to complain, and he lost three coaching jobs in about three years due to those same antics. So as a athletic coach, he was kind of a washout, not because he was lack of skill, but because of his attitude. And from there, he decided he was to become another kind of coach. He realized there was a market out there for kids and their parents that wanted to get into very competitive schools. And he realized he could take his passion for coaching and turn it into a business to help these kids get into the colleges of their choices. So in the late, in the late 80s, early 90s, he started his college admissions coaching business. He was one of the first educational consultants ever. And he started it in the city of Sacramento, California. So that's Mr. Singer, pictured right over there. And his first educational consulting business was called The Key. Again, started in Sacramento, California, and it was legitimate. It was absolutely on the up and up. There was no shenanigans. There was no, you know, anything illegal going on. He simply pitched parents that wanted to help their children get into a top-tier school and gave them the keys to do that, basically helping them with their admissions essays, tutoring them in the vital subjects that are usually presented on the SAT and ACT college admissions test, namely social studies, English, math, science, reasoning. He hired tutors for them, got them, got them, assisted them in studying for these tests and preparing for these essays, and a lot of his clients did get into these uh, colleges because of his tutelage and parents paid fees of anywhere from three thousand dollars up to ten thousand dollars for this to happen so it was a legitimate business there was nothing um nothing shady going on in fact he sold part of his business the key to kaplan college test prep after he decided he wanted to get out of it he was going to leave sacramento and move closer to the la area where he thought the real money was and so he sold part of the key to Kaplan Test Prep 
before in Sacramento before he left. That's how legitimate he was. He was doing good work, and if he hadn't gotten greedy, he would probably still be doing that and still earning a very high six-figure income as a result. Because among the elite, and I'm certainly not the elite, but among the elite, there's an attitude of prestige going along with getting into the top-rated colleges. And we're talking about Georgetown, Harvard, Yale, Princeton, Penn, uh, USC, UCLA, the big ones, the ones that carry a lot of degrees, no matter what they're in, carry a lot of prestige. And there's usually family lineage and family history there. You know, you've got a wealthy executive who went to Harvard, but his son's kind of a mess up, not really into academics. And so there's really no way of him getting into Harvard on his own. He might get in because of legacy, because his father went there, or maybe his grandfather went there. But even that's kind of iffy because colleges, especially those colleges, get more and more selective every year. I mean, with the economy going global, they really have a whole bigger student pool to pick from. So the fact that your parents went to Harvard is no indicative that you're going to get into Harvard. Not anymore. So it's a lot more competitive, and these students actually have to show either academic or athletic prowess to make them a good candidate for admission. And so Singer was smart enough to see that. He had the foresight to see that. And he decided that, okay, I can move to where a lot of rich and famous people are and help their students get in. But he took it one step further. After selling part of the key to Kaplan, the legitimate part of the key, he started the kind of not legitimate part of the key and he actually spun it off. The key is his for-profit company. And then he had the Key Worldwide Foundation, which was set up as a nonprofit to help international students get into college, as well as saying all the proceeds were donated to underprivileged students to help them get scholarships to school. So he started kind of the shenanigans in the early 2000s. And so he changed the focus of legitimate tutoring, legitimate test prep, into bribery and shenanigans to get people into school. All right, so he started by schmoozing with college officials, uh, college athletic coaches, and basically formulating a way that he could guarantee admission. I mean, before he just said that he could raise their chances by 10, 20, 25%. Now he was wanting a way he could absolutely guarantee admission. So he started networking with high-ranked college officials, athletic coaches, and other people to figure out how he could guarantee admission. He even got in with the college board, which is the board that administers most of the major standardized tests for admission to all college and all college levels. Started talking to officials there and decided that there was a way he could guarantee admission. Along this, uh, along the road, he wrote a couple of books and started and pitched a reality TV show on how to get into college. The reality TV show was called Chasing Ivy. He wrote the book in 2014 called Getting In and uh, achieved a lot of success because his clients were getting in. He had like a 98% acceptance rate among his clients. But the thing of it is, it wasn't on the up and up. So let's talk about those connections he made. He started charging exorbitant fees for two kinds of services. One was the academic route, which meant 
that he actually not only coached students on how to get better grades, he did things like pay off standardized test proctors to take their tests for him. And the way that scandal worked, if you have a learning, a legitimate learning disability and you provide proof of that to the college board, they will give you extra time on the admissions test, that is the SAT, ACT, what have you. So he would advise his clients to get their child tested and he had a circle of doctors, this goes deep, he had a circle of doctors that would examine those kids and give them a diagnosis of ADD, ADHD, therefore giving them the proper, dis the proper documentation to get added time on these standardized tests. And what he would do is then, instead of them taking the test with other with the other students just having extra time he would get the parents to write up a special thing like oh we're going to be on a family vacation we've had a death in the family johnny won't be able to take his test with the other kids so they had two choices they could either take a special proctored exam one-on-one -on -one proctored exam in west hollywood california at a testing center or in houston texas there were two testing centers and he had in and singer <laughs> had connections at both of them and so he would get those students rescheduled there when they were being tested alone he had the prowess to hand pick the proctor and the proctor would not just sit there and watch the student take the test they would actually coach the student on the answers or just out and out say get out of the chair i'll take it and take the test for the student therefore guaranteeing almost a perfect score on the test and that with a halfway decent academic record would actually get people in so that was the academic track then there was an athletic track if a if a student's academic record wasn't stellar then their only hope of getting into the college was providing something of value and athletics to the college and he got into in good with mainly rowing coaches and uh, sailing coaches which were prominent at ivy league schools they have sports that a lot of people a lot of colleges don't have so he was able to get in good with some of the coaches and basically was told that they have a certain quota of athletic scholarships they have to give every year so to get his students even if they never played the sport in their life get their student you know build up a package as if these students had been playing the sport they would get admitted sometimes on a scholarship sometimes not but admitted because they could be a value to the team and then they would just never join the team so it was just complete utter deception but what he would do then is talk to these parents and say hey little sally needs to participate in the sailing team so you need to go out and hire people to take pictures of sally sailing you know fake credentials that she's been on a sailing team at her high school or on a, um, a local junior league team something like that and these parents would pay not only him millions of dollars or hundreds of thousands of dollars to put together these faked portfolios but they would hire photographers and um, graphic artists everything they needed to make it appear that their child was an athletic prodigy and he would take those and submit those to the coaches who made the final decisions and they would get admitted but then just never join the team and as you can imagine because he had like a 98% acceptance rate, call, uh, people were just flocking to him for advice. He actually had to weed out and he took most of his clients on referral and he had a lot of high level clients. Uh, probably the most well-known are Hollywood actors Felicity Huffman and William H. Macy 
and also uh, Lori Lachlan, who was married to Mosimo Mosimoto, the fashion designer. And they they hired him, Singer, to get their daughters into college. Now, as far as the Felicity Huffman case, she, they simply paid for the extra time on the test, which is still bribery, but they paid like $75,000 to get their daughter extra time on the SAT and then eventually had someone take the SATs for her to get her into USC. And so what I'm saying in the realm of how bad it was, I think that was the least you could do. It's still wrong, don't get me wrong, but not anywhere near as bad as what the Lachlans did. Their daughter, Olivia Jade, who is a very popular YouTuber. She makes millions of dollars on YouTube, has br had brand deals. So I guess when I first went to college, I was like very alert and I always had like a big guard up. Why'd you go to college? Like you had a lot going for you, obviously. <laughs> yeah, mostly my parents really wanted me to go because both of them didn't go to college. And then they did all right, though. <laughs> yeah, I think they did fine. They did just fine. All kinds of stuff would have been just fine without college. Didn't even want to go to college, but because her parents did and her older sister did, they kind of forced her in. Well, with both their daughters, they took the they took the athletic route, and they basically faked that these kids were on the rowing team. You know, you've seen those races where they're rowing and you got somebody going stroke, 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 that kind of rowing team. So they basically paid millions of dollars to fake as if Olivia and her older sister Isabella were rowing prodigies and that's how they got them into USC. And then not only Hollywood elite, but you had executives, you know, you had entrepreneurs, you had foreign diplomats, government officials, foreign uh, entrepreneurs, all paying this guy millions of dollars to fake their child's way into college, either cheat or fake their child's way into college. Over the course of eight years, 2011 to 2019, in February, when the scandal broke, the key, the key worldwide, and uh, Singer had gotten over $25 million in bribes to do this. And he didn't keep it all. Some he gave to the the people on his payroll, the coaches, the proctors, the the admissions people that were on his payroll. And the kicker is he told his clients all of this was 100% tax deductible because on paper, it was a donation to the Key Worldwide Foundation, which is helping underprivileged kids get into college. So not only did they bribe their kids way into college, it was 100% tax deductible. Think about that. All right, so basically, um, Singer, in 2019, the uh, investigation had been going on for a couple of years, unbeknownst to Singer, and they started investigating him, and eventually they got, a, they got enough records at the colleges to prove that a lot of this was not on the up and up, and they broke the case, and the fallout was huge. Oh, I forgot to mention that Singer also created one of the first uh, online high schools. Uh, to help uh, kids that were having academic trouble in high school get better grades. It was also a fraud. It was also kind of a diploma meal. It was called the University of Miami Online High School and um, had over 18,000 students paying $15,000 per year. So yeah, once he got into the dirty side of this, it kind of just, kind of just snowballed. He had clients in over 81 countries and when it broke, 
it broke and it was the aftermath every there were over two dozen defendants between singer himself some of the celebrities we've mentioned other parents as well as academic and college board officials that were indicted in relation to the varsity blues scandal the very first sentencing was in june of 2019 the stanford sailing coach which i'll insert a clip here of the credit for already serving his single day in jail the father of two young children was visibly relieved. This case for me was about trying to do what I thought was right for the team. Prosecutors were seeking a 13-month sentence for the former Stanford sailing coach, who had agreed to accept more than $600,000 from Rick Singer, the alleged mastermind of the college admission scandal. But Vandemort never pocketed any of that money, using it instead to buy boats and gear for the sailing program. And today, a judge kept asking prosecutors, how is that a bribe? I did not take any money personally. All donations from Singer went directly to Stanford and the sailing team. Stanford fired him the day he was indicted, but Vandemore wasn't just the first to be sentenced, he was also one of the first to plead guilty and to own up. He is remorseful, uh, apologizes to his family. The stage is now set for the 49 other defendants, parents who paid hundreds of thousands of dollars to get their children into elite schools, coaches who that was sentenced to time already served and a lot of fines. And there are others that are still waiting to be sentenced. So most of the participants pled guilty. So they'll probably receive reduced sentences of something, Felicity Huffman among them. William H. Macy was never charged. So Frank from Shameless, he got away with it. Go Frank. But uh, all these others are still waiting. And those, and Lori Lachlan, of course, is fighting her charges she's pleading not guilty though i don't see how felicity huffman who simply paid seventy five thousand dollars to get her child's test taken for is less guilt is more guilty than a a woman that faked not one but two athletic portfolios for her kids how does she think she's not guilty i don't understand and what really gets me is that she you know rose to fame on full house was a big star on Hallmark, all this, you know, these traditional family values, and she's the worst of them all. That that just gets me, but I don't see how she's not guilty. But most of them did plead guilty. They'll probably receive reduced sentences just like the Stanford sailing coach did. But uh, there was other consequences. Uh, Lori Laughlin lost her uh, role on the Full House uh, reboot of Fuller House. She also lost uh, all her contracts with Hallmark Channel. Her daughter, Olivia Jade, who I don't know if she was complacent. She had she had to be complacent. She posed for the pictures. But she lost her uh, a lot of her deals, makeup deals with Sephora, lost invites to New York's Fashion Week. So there were consequences. But as they do, she's bounced back. Her YouTube channel is back stronger than ever. And, you know, Will these people even be punished for this? I don't know. You know, family ties and prestige getting you, you into better colleges has always been a thing since college was a thing. It's always been a thing. I think this just broke because it was so widespread. And Singer himself, even though he's, he's fighting the charges, he could face millions of dollars in fines and up to 30 years in prison for what he did. So we'll have to wait and see when the next sentencing is and when the trial, it could push on for 10, 15 years.
you know, it, it could be a whole new generation of kids before we, we, we see anything handed down. So I guess that's just the privilege of being rich, huh? But I don't begrudge these people for being rich. Don't get me that. It's just if your kid is already has the privilege of having wealthy parents, they're going to be okay. They don't even need to go to college if they don't want to go to college. I think college is overrated. So I, I don't get this whole scandal. Plus, they're taking slots away from deserving kids who have worked hard. And I think that's the worst part of this. I used to teach at the college level. I had kids that their parents you know, paid their full way. They dicked around in class. They didn't really care. And then I had these students from poorer families that really wanted to be there were sometimes the first generation of kids to go to college. And they really worked hard as well as working full time to help pay their way. So there's always going to be that great divide, I guess, of the have and the have nots. But um, anyway, I hope this will discourage any other uh, co big college scandals that are happening uh, as these colleges will have to be a whole lot more careful about who they admit and who they hire because the thing of it is a lot of these colleges benefited threefold not only were they getting these students whose parents could pay their admission in full a lot of that bribe money was inadvertently being diverted into the college so the college is lost too but still you wonder um, how much they really knew most of the staff that were that were proven to be part of this were fired so hopefully it'll discourage this from happening in the future but anyway that's the world of the varsity blues scandal i hope you enjoyed it thank you so much like comment share subscribe if you haven't please subscribe below hit that like button or if you don't like it hit the dislike button it's all the same to me but i really appreciate the support thank you so much like comment share subscribe ketosis y'all keto comic out